0: Goofy South Coast, Tim Wiseberg, along with science advisor Matt Moniz. We have a shortened crew tonight due to various other commitments. But that's what happens. It happens a lot this time of year. You know, people are busy and things are haywire and you never know what's going to go on. Moniz, I'll try and turn. Well, that's not the way I want to go.
1: I'll not try a problem. turn this
0: just a little bit so I can see you. I don't. Oh, no, wait. Now I can see you. Let me put it back where it was.
1: Yeah, I think that would probably be better <laughs> off.
0: Uh, but uh, we are broadcasting live here on WBSM, uh, as well as rebroadcasting on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And as usual, the video feed is live at Spooky South Coast's Spooky TV. Just go to SpookySouthCoast.com, click on the Spooky TV link there, and you'll be able to watch the show as it happens. But tonight, you know, normally we have a nice, crisp audio stream coming out of the Spooky TV uh, coming directly to you from the board here. So you're getting the same audio you will if you were listening to it on podcast or listening to it on WBSM.com or on the Radio Pup app. Uh, but, uh, tonight, you know, without Matt Costa, he always fixes all those issues before we go on. So, eh, We kept sitting around saying, you know what? We'll wait until the Red Sox post-game starts. Then we'll start setting everything up. So by the time we get ready and we start troubleshooting, it's like, well, I'm out of commercials to run. Let's just go with it. Hey. It's not unusual for us. That's the way it goes. So uh if you need if you are watching live on Spooky TV, uh you just need to go to wbsm.com to get your audio stream and if you're watching on Spooky TV, you don't know what I'm saying right now. So uh <laughs> you know, he's just sitting there like mouthing the words and I don't and uh, and and just monies on the bottom on the second half of that lower third that you have up there now. Yeah. Just put wbsm.com right underneath it. That way there, because not everybody's going to know that it's the WBSM website is wbsm.com. Although we do tell people uh, again and again, and of course it's all right up there on the front page of spookysouthcoast.com to help people with what they do, how they get the show. See, this is what happens, Audrey, when you have to run a multiple, you know, a multiple platform empire here I'm like we do. Seeing
2: this, yes,
0: it's it's so much easier when we used to just come in here and press a button and go. Uh-huh. Although we didn't really know what we were doing that either. We always pressed the wrong buttons and podcasts never came out. Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, we, well, we've been around for almost ten years now, nine and a half yes. years. That's was saying. So nice. we figure, give us another decade, we'll figure it out. Right. <laughs> But we are here to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night. And uh, there's a lot to talk about tonight. We have a bit of a shortened show because of the Red Sox, but, man, is there stuff that we have to cover? A lot of things that have been going on in the paranormal world over the last seven days, uh, plus some things that are coming up on our calendar as well that we want to make everybody aware of. And, of course, a big event coming up uh, that we'll, we'll talk to our guest tonight, Audrey Starborn about, and that would be the experience Speak. And now you're... You're just tagging them with the year now, right?
2: Yeah, this is the fourth one, so experiencers speak four. Yes. Oh, you, you
0: you're gonna go numerically?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really I don't have the only you're, gonna to go you're
0: gonna go Roman numerals? You're gonna go? No, Roman
2: numerals probably be better.
0: Roman numerals gives it yeah, more of like an epic blockbuster type yeah. feel. Yeah. Well, but then you know it just it, it does get a little bit weird. See, that's the thing. Like higher Roman numerals, it works for Super Bowls. Yeah. It doesn't work so well. For Star Trek movies. Right. You know, by the time we get to, like, Star Trek Eight, mm-hmm. it's just too many. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that tonight as well, letting everybody know it's coming up uh, at the fourth edition of Experiencers Speak. But uh, tonight, we also will have the phone lines open as well, as we do each week. 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420 are the numbers. You can also follow us on Twitter, at sc. You can also tweet us using the hashtag SpookyLive. And I love the fact that we're getting a lot of people that are coming every Saturday night. They're meeting up on Twitter. They're using the hashtag SpookyLive. We're keeping the conversation going even after the show is off the air. So we imagine that hashtag as being something that you would use while the program is live, but people are actually using it all week in relation to the topics on the show. So that's great. Uh, We appreciate that. Now, I had said that we have a lot to cover, and uh, at the beginning of the program here, I'll get the self-promotion out of the way. If you are not a member of the Legend Trips mailing list, uh, you are not up to date with everything that's going on with our Paranormal Investigation events, but we did announce uh, last week that we will be at Slater Mill, returning to Slater Mill in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, on August 1st. So that means that we have two events on sale right now. We have Ventford Hall in Lenox, Mass., coming up on June 13th, and then we have Slater Mill on August 1st. So those are both available if you go to legendtrips.com. Tickets for each are only $99 a piece. You get dinner, you get lectures, you get hours of guided investigation and a chance to use some of the groundbreaking technology that you see on ghost adventures and... I am hoping that by then I'll have the Ghost Arc. That looks so cool. I what don't know. There's there's, there's some hang-ups though. Have you seen the Ghost no, Arc? No, I of? haven't. What is it? It's 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 like an all-in-one. It's like a Swiss Army knife of paranormal really? investigation. <laughs> okay. It has uh you know on board basically it's like a K2 a digital all you know a, a digital recorder unlike any other digital recorder because it operates on the lower Hertz range. So you're actually what's 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 the low sound called?
1: Well, you have infrasound.
0: Uh, is that, that would be like under 60 hertz? Yeah. Okay, that's what it's operating in the right I don't want to say the wrong thing and mess it up. So that's where it's operating from. Uh, and you also, which it's the only recorder out there that's doing that. Uh, you also have, there's like the, the built-in EMF detector with visual display, temperature really? gauge, barometric um, pressure sensor, all kinds of stuff. How big is it? It's only about the size of like a, Galaxy? I think this is like an iPhone 6. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like the, the iPhone 6 Plus, the big one. Who came out with that? It's, uh, it's actually going to be a... It's an Italian inventor, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, they're, they're basically their own company. Wow. This is like the first foray they've made into paranormal investigation equipment. So, uh, it sh- And it should be hitting the shelves. Well, not the shelves, but it should be available for order uh, coming up this summer. You can place your pre-order now and get a discount, but we should be getting a beta one soon and... There's some rules about it because they signed a deal with Ghost Asylum for them to use it on the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. So there's some questions that I have to have answered about whether or not we can use them at Legend Trips events since it's a non-televised thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that we can. And even if I can't put it out there on display, I'll at least hopefully have it with me. so yeah, at
2: least be able to play with
0: it. Yeah, you can see it light up, and it looks like it's it's going to glow like indigo blue, you I know, like those Timex watches. Uh-huh. It's, got, it's awesome. So uh, hopefully we'll have that by then. Again, LegendTrips.com is the place to go to find out more about those events. And I can't say anything. I'm sworn to secrecy. But those of you who missed the stage show, an oh. evening of ghost, show, ghost Stories in New England Legends, You're going to get another shot at seeing it on the stage, on a bigger stage, coming up. How soon? Uh, This fall. Coming this fall. That's about all I can say right now. Once the announcement can formally be made, I'll have more details. But I know people have been messaging me nonstop and saying, I can't believe I missed it. How can I see it? And, uh, of course, the documentary will be airing on PBS this fall. uh, and, And we'll say after that documentary airs, there will be... Another stage presentation very shortly thereafter. And, and I want to say, you know, our, our, our uh, heartfelt sympathies to, to Jeff Melanger on not taking home the Emmy again this year. They lost out <laughs> again for the second straight year. But you know how they say it's an, it's an honor just to be nominated? Yeah. Well, sooner or later, it'll be an honor to win one because it's, it's, they're bound to win one uh, with the great New England Legends production. Uh, but, you know, not this time. It was, I bet you they got beat up by Chronicle again. Or Phantom Gourmet or one of those shows. <laughs> Did Horrigan grab another one? I'm not sure. I only saw Jeff reporting from on his. Uh, I haven't seen a list of uh, who, who has one, but uh, really, I mean, just... It is an honor for them to have been nominated, but it just shows, too, that people are paying attention to the uh, to the project and paying attention to the work they put in. Speaking of projects, Monies, did you see the video that Jason Mayo put up? It's like a, a little bit of a teaser trailer for the documentary he's making about the urban legends of Rocky Point Park. No, I have not
1: seen that. Oh, man.
0: It's good. Yeah. Like, everybody, everywhere that's been posted, all the comments are, when does the whole thing come out? When can we see the whole thing <laughs> is the whole thing available now people are chomping at the bit now to see this because it uh, it just looks phenomenal and it's creepy and it and it makes no bones about the fact that some of these stories that people have been telling for years about Rocky Point Park might not be true
3: right.
0: but that doesn't mean that the legends aren't real mm-hmm. so I like that I like that approach and I'm pretty fired up and anybody that saw Jason's work on Haunted RI you know you know that you're in for a treat and Fantastic narration by
1: Andrew Lake. For the next 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> he, basically, I just want him to announce me every time I walk into a room. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Weisberg.
1: He, he definitely has the voice for that stuff.
0: And, and, uh, and I think it lends to the, to the creepy vibe of, of what Jason's presenting. So, and I'm sure that when that comes out, there'll be plenty of people that will have stories to share. About Rocky Point, enough that they can make another film. Oh, yeah. So we look forward to that when that comes out as well. So before we talk with with Audrey about uh, some of the stuff coming up, and and we'll talk tonight about abductions, we'll talk about UFOs, uh, something that people have been asking us to cover for a while now, and I say, sure, we'll get to those shows and... Forget to conveniently mention that i 'm terrified of those shows <laughs> <laughs> but we both you and Stephanie we will yeah. still talk yeah, well, you'll, quite a few people i don 't think i 't think it 's a coincidence that she 's not here tonight. I know that she had some you know family commitments tonight, but i I think it was very convenient because now she 'll actually be able to go to sleep tonight <laughs> and not stay up terrified but uh, we 'll get into all of that, but uh, just a couple of things that have been going on in the paranormal world now a couple of weeks ago, we had talked about uh, this Researcher by the name of Steve Huff, uh, with Huff Paranormal. He creates different devices for spirit communication. And people were getting on him because the day that B.B. King died, or actually, you know, the day after, but he was, uh, on social media claiming that people had asked him to try to make contact with B.B. King and that he had reached some of the spirits who have been working, you know, who who have been aware that B.B. King is now in heaven and he passed on some messages that he got from from the devices that he was using. Well, for those who don't know, the idea of these ghost boxes, they came about by a gentleman named Frank Sumption, and he created the first, what's called the Frank's Box, years ago from an old broken radio, not to communicate with ghosts, but to communicate with extraterrestrial beings. And according to Frank, I spent a long time talking with Frank, a lot of late-night conversations over,
1: or, you know, Facebook. And he sent us a lot of his his work.
0: Yep. He gave us schematics. He gave us clips. Yeah. He gave us, you know, blow-by-blow uh, you know, blow directions, all kinds of stuff. And he was in contact with this race of extraterrestrials that saw him as being what he called their purple princess. And so when they looked at him, they saw a beautiful, voluptuous, purple female alien. And so they were passing these messages on to him because he was their purple princess. And he was giving these predictions to us about, you know, world events and, and, and changes that would be coming to our world. And people were scoffing and, you know, saying that Frank was just a, a crazy old man. Meanwhile, they were taking his devices into haunted houses and yeah. claiming to make communication with ghosts, which he thought was crazy he thought that we were all just talking to ourselves in the dark and that we were misusing the boxes and misinterpreting the messages that were coming across well one thing that frank always said and he said so publicly numerous times that if i die don't try to use the boxes to communicate with me cuz i'm not talking to any of you no he really did say that he was adamant it. oh yeah he was adamant about it he uh, right as I, I said that the mouse on my computer just started going the the you know the arrow icon. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. I wasn't even touching the mouse. The yeah. arrow just started going all over the computer. So I'm going to take that as a sign that it was Frank mm-hmm. uh, saying hello. Whoops,
1: sorry. It's, it's I just went against
0: your wishes, Frank. He's not. He said he wasn't
1: going things. to talk through the box. He didn't say it wasn't through the computer oh, or anything. He died. He did yeah, he did. He, die. Die. he
0: passed away a few months ago. Oh wow. Um, and uh, and people have been, you know, claiming that they were going to communicate with him. But that's not the case. According to his widow, Norma, uh, there have been a few people. Let me just read this statement that she gave us to read. This is in response to all the stuff going on about Frank Sumption. I truly don't believe he will come through for about 99% of the people who say that he does. I do know that he has come through for a very select few, and you already know who you are but he would not talk to anyone who was trying to use his name for any monetary gain. Frank was adamant, by the way, this is my note here, about people not charging for these boxes, about people not reselling them. He gave these boxes away from old radios that he manipulated and and built these devices out of. Uh, And and he took great offense whenever anybody tried to sell uh, sell one of them or offer him money for one of them. Anyway, back to the statement. He did not believe in that, and all of you who know anything about Frank know this. He was a very private man, and if he had something to say, it would be to the person personally, not on any kind of public forum. He has told me, Norma, who has who he has talked to, that it is not public knowledge and never will be. They already know who they are, and we have spoken to each other on the matter. So please don't take any of the rumors to heart, because that's all they are, is rumors. Thanks for all the protection for him. He will take care of this in his own way. Love to all, Norma. And that was posted on uh, Frank's Facebook page. Which every time Norma uses his account and likes something that I post, it freaks me out. Because will be like, Frank, something likes this. <laughs> what?
2: And I didn't know. Um, how did he die?
0: Uh, I, f- I think it was cancer. It yeah. So I mean, there you have it. If he is certainly. I certainly agree with Norma that he would not be communicating with Steve Huff of all people, who Frank did not see eye to eye with some of his methodology and and some of his uh, purpose behind what he was doing so i want to thank everybody out there who has been rushing to defend frank's position and uh, i do find it interesting that there's some people that he did choose to communicate with so it being a private issue you know i won't comment any further Mm -hmm. uh but it's just Goes to show, sometimes you know you want to try to use the ghost's name to make a name for yourself, and yeah, and it'll absurd. backfire. Yeah. But I mean, Moni, you've gone over this for years, you've seen people who have, uh, you know, you'll see psychics. I channel Elvis. <laughs> you know, JFK comes to me and tells me who it is that killed him, and it was Magneto, by the way. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you you know you've seen this for a long time. Is, is it just kind of human nature to want to? Exploit the dead for your own fame, is it just kind of you know th- the darker underbelly of who we are well,
1: it's not just re- in recent times the people have been s- exploiting you know the voices of the dead for a very, very long, long time. That's basis of most religions actually, if you mm-hmm. think about it
0: but in terms of just trying to ride off their celebrity yourself you know and, and use their name to make your name, I think that's what people are taking a lot of offense with.
1: No, I I agree. I think um, in these limited cases that you're talking about, it it's one of these things that they have the opportunity and they're going to take it. Yeah. And the person's dead,
2: so they're not going to argue. Yeah.
1: That that that's just it. How are yeah. they going to stop them? Right. And there's no way to really
0: <laughs> prove that you are or you aren't exactly. in communication with that person. I mean, obviously, you can come in and say, well, you know, give us some sort of personal information that we would know that it's only them,
1: but. How often is is, is that going to work Shades of Houdini back in the day.
0: And one of the things about it, though, is now with the the technology being on the side of researchers, uh, it does make it a little bit more distinct. When you are talking to somebody, you can say, well, well, yeah, that's definitely his voice. That's definitely something he said. You know, you have a little bit more of a communication. Years ago, people were doing this with a Ouija board, you know, and just spelling out, oh, who am I talking to? Elvis. You know, Elvis, can you tell us You know your middle name? Aaron. Oh, wow. It must really be Elvis because he spelled the first and, and middle name. You know, like now it has to be...
1: There, there's, but did he spell the Aaron with the correct number of A's?
0: Well, sometimes even ghosts can misspell. <laughs> but I, I just feel like now there's almost like an extra layer of verification for it. You know, it's like you, you can say, well you can have a more direct line. Instead of having to go through a medium, instead of having to go through a Ouija board or something like that, you can actually hopefully hear from them in their own voice. Which, fine, bring me Frank Sumption's actual voice, which was very distinct, and then I might believe you, Steve. Until then... I'm not buying it, and I, I don't like... And, and it, he, he didn't say, I have to, to, to clarify, he didn't say that he talked to Frank Sumption. He talked to spirits that told him that Frank is there with them, working on a way for them to communicate back with this side, which to me is a shady trick. Because you're getting called out for talking to the spirits of celebrities... So now you're going to say, well, it's not the celebrity that I'm talking yeah, to. He knows him. It's the other, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, you're like the guy on Twitter who thinks you're a big shot because you talk to the person who tweets directly back and forth with the celebrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Secondhand. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, well, at this point, you're playing the telephone game pretty much yeah. because you're saying, okay, well, you know, Matt Moniz has direct Twitter uh, conversation with uh, Christy Canyon. Is she still alive? I don't know. But he's like, no, I know this for sure. Do I even really have a Twitter? That's true. (laughs) That's why I use you as an example. But Moniz is tweeting back and forth with Christy Canyon. You know, that's awesome. He knows an actual porn star. They're tweeting back and forth. But I I also tweet. I tweet with Matt Moniz. And Matt Moniz told me that Christy Canyon said this. You know, that's what it amounts to. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Nobody's buying it. And nobody's buying your devices as a result of it. So, and, and somebody did have a good point, though. You can tell those who are legitimate in the research because they're not the ones that are sycophantly you know, commenting on all of this stuff. They know better. Uh, so hopefully that uh, continues to be the case. We have about a minute left uh, in this hour. So when we come back on the other side, we'll talk about people have been asking us to talk about this. And I, I suppose that we can't avoid it. We have to talk about the Charlie Charlie Challenge. Which, you know, I was hoping had something to do with Charlie Chaplin or Charlie yeah, that's Brown, because
1: Charlie's Angels.
0: Yeah, well, you'd have to be Charlie, 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 so you could have all three. Yeah. Otherwise, who you leaving out?
1: Well, there were a couple extras that floated in and out.
0: I'm trying to think. It would. It would probably be.
1: Well, the only one right now would be Farrah Fawcett.
0: Well, she has to get left out. Yeah, she's she's not with us, so. Well, although, you, I don't know, maybe you can communicate with her with some pencils. There you go. But uh, we'll talk about this. If you haven't heard about it, it's uh, it's ridiculous. And everybody's been asking us, what do you guys think of this? Is What do you guys think? Is this dangerous? Is it... No, it's all garbage, and we'll tell you why. Oh, that's... I heard
1: it. When that. we come back, I'm,
0: I would have tried it if I could find two pencils. <laughs>
1: Does it ha- really have to be pencils? Why not pens?
0: I, you know, everybody uses the pencils, and I think that it actually... Because of the shape of the pencil, it might have to be. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all that coming up, but uh, pencils? why why pencils and not pens. But you would think in a radio station you'd find a, a couple of pencils, but, you know, we're not all third graders anymore. We've, we've moved on to ink because we don't have to erase all of our mistakes. Oh, boy, do I wish we could. But we'll be back in just a few moments with more Spooky South Coast here on the new 1420 WBSM. Number two of Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg, along with science advisor Matt Moniz, the silent assassin, and Stephanie Burke taking the night off. Uh, But uh, we are joined by our guest tonight, Audrey Starborn. We'll get into Starborn support coming up in just a few moments and talk about the upcoming Experiencers Speak 4 conference and let you know how you can get on board with that. Uh, But before we do that, this has been going all around all over social media this week. The Charlie Charlie Challenge. And people have been asking for our opinion on it. And I was preparing a blog post on it for WBSM.com, which I will have up uh, in the next couple of days. But as I'm preparing it, I'm thinking, gee, I haven't done it yet. And I didn't want to do it at my house. I wanted to do it here in the spooky studio in front of the spooky TV cameras. Right, yeah, right. So if something happens, you know, we'll be able to see it and, and, uh, and, and we'll have it documented for the world.
1: We already got enough demons in this studio. Oh, so
0: many. But now there's nothing here. uh, There's nothing, uh, you know, nothing underneath the table that's going to cause any kind of malfunction here. Uh, No trickery involved, no strings, none of that. We're trying to approach this as as scientifically as we can for something that's so silly. But the idea behind this is you, you take a piece of paper, you write, you, you draw a, a cross in the middle of a piece of paper, and on diagonal from each other, you write yes, yes, no, no. You place two pens or pencils on the cross. You ask, Charlie, Charlie, are you here? And when you do that, you know, one of the pens or pencils will move. All kinds of videos about people freaking out about this on, on YouTube and Vine and all, all over social media. So there's been a huge backlash from people. And people in the paranormal, people in the church, what have you, because the idea behind this is you're supposed to be summoning a Mexican demon. Now, I didn't know that demons had nationalities. You know, I, I thought hell was kind of multinational. I thought hen, uh, hell was kind of like the UN of evil. You know, Everybody kind of gets together and agrees. doesn't matter where you're from. We're all uh, here to work it out. We're all going to be evil together.
2: Charlie's a Mexican name?
0: Well, that No. And, no. So that's the thing, like, so what, why isn't it Carlos? Yeah, you know? Carlos, Carlos. Swear. And and yeah. the other problem I have with it is everybody's writing yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. So I wrote one and I put C, C and no. Because if it's a Mexican demon, he probably would prefer Spanish. And that's probably all the Spanish I know. Every word of Spanish I know I learned from Sesame Street. So, um, which was also where I learned near
3: far.
1: <laughs> anyway... <laughs> yep, 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 oh yep. I love them.
0: I was going to ask Audrey later if those were the, yeah. you know, if those were the actual <laughs> entities she'd encountered. But yeah. anyway, so we have this set up here. We have the camera. We can go to it, uh, and and I'm not going to be the one to say it because I would just feel stupid. But I'll let Moniz do it because he's felt stupid plenty of times. And Carlos, he's smart enough to make a recovery from it. all right. No, no, do, do it. As, do Do right. Charlie, because Shut you know the the, the kids Charlie. want to see the Charlie. Okay. Go ahead and ask it and let's see what right. happens.
1: Charlie, Charlie, are you here? And it does not appear to be responding. Not at all.
0: Charlie, Charlie, we have dead air if you don't do something.
2: Carlos? Nope. Juan Valdez? <laughs> Jesus?
1: Is anybody here from any nationality?
0: Is anybody listening? Hello, is this thing on? Can anybody
1: move them at all?
0: Anything?
1: And then again, we're using pens, not pencils. Yeah, well,
0: and we it looks have, like nothing's happening. I have
2: to be number two pencil However,
0: spells. we could start talking. Okay. And one of them could just go. Mm-hmm. So uh, certainly just let us know, Audrey, if anything changes uh, over um, there.
2: And we've got the camera on it, too, right?
1: Well, I keep switching back and forth from okay. it. But.
0: We, we, okay. we we can always go back and, and be a few seconds late and be like, look, the pencil moved, and <laughs> probably just one of us yeah. knocking yeah. it over. But anyway, I mean, that's really how silly it is. Yeah. And that's what people are getting so up in arms and, and all worked up about. Oh, you're summoning demons. Oh, you're inviting evil. No, you're playing a stupid magic trick, really. Yeah. And And Moni, scientifically speaking... Okay. What do you think is probably happening in all these freak out videos where everybody thinks that they're summoning a demon uh, and that this demon is
1: reacting? I personally haven't seen any of the videos. I've just seen the photographs and, uh, and written articles, but if I was to guess, I would I would say it's either air movement in in the room or shaking the table. Yeah, the, the, we'll call it very mundane, down-to-earth explanations, you know, is the somebody blowing and causing the pen to move or a pencil to move. The yeah. other
0: thing that I'm thinking of is if you look at a pencil pencils come two ways wooden graphite lead pencils come one of two ways more or less you either have a nice smooth rounded one like yep. this or you have the ones that are I think they're hexagon octagon. Yeah. are they yeah. octagon? So you, have, so you have either one of those. If you take the the octagon shaped one you put them in a cross shape like that, you have the skinny ends meeting with the weight of the pencil around it, so it's it, you know it's almost like you're almost like when you put a finger on a basketball and try to spin it, you know you're at one point of it, but the weight is also evenly distributed, but still it's over the other sides so it's not unbelievable to think that in that format, one of those pencils is going to fall and move with the rounded pencil, even more so yeah. There's, like, whole kids' games that are comprised of trying to put, like, two round logs on top of each other and balance them. You know, so, like, like imagine Lincoln Logs if they didn't do that easy-to-use cutout yeah. to make them all fit together. You know, so all I'm thinking is happening is you're putting them together there already in a precarious position, and then you're freaking out when they fall. So I don't see any kind of true evil behind that at all. I just see it as being, you know, Physics. Those pencils are going to fall yeah. or move. That hasn't stopped the church, though, from coming out and railing against this and telling kids to stop, because even if this oh, trick isn't the true. result of a demon, everybody getting together and trying to summon a demon will yeah. create one. Now that I can get behind. The idea that if enough people are putting this out there that a Charlie will be created, demon, ghost, talpa, whatever you want to call it, thought form, I think that that's quite a possibility. So we could have serious backlash from this in that regard, that people are creating this, whether it be a, an actual manifestation or a psychosis. Like the It'll tall happen. man thing? Well, look at the, um, the uh, Slenderman. Is that what Slenderman, you Slenderman, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's something that was a completely made-up story, but now it plagues people. It follows people. It terrorizes people. We still have to do a Slenderman show because people keep asking about that. But, so maybe that's going to be the next thing. You know? Maybe Charlie the Mexican Demon is going to start showing up at everybody's house and on everybody's investigation. So we'll let you know. And if they do, we'll let you know if we need an interpreter because I don't speak Spanish.
1: And what's the other one? Uh, the Philip experiment. Right, yeah. from,
0: from the Toronto Society for Psychical Research, which, you know, again, is dependent on the idea of it being completely fabricated from the beginning. There was no Philip, right? Uh, Philip Alfred, Alfred. I forget his last name, but there he never existed, completely created, and that could be end up what happens with this Charlie character as well. So there you go. If uh, if you do have any experiences, though, share them with us. Spooky crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Send us the videos. If you put them up on Facebook or Twitter, make sure you tag them in us uh, at spooky sc, and and we'll share them. We'll feel stupid sharing them, but we will. <laughs> All right. Well, we have our guest tonight in the studio with us, Audrey Starborn. She has been on the show numerous yeah. times. First had you time this... in studio, Is though. it the first time? Yeah. Well, you, you've been here before, though. Really... You've been in the studio. I don't know Maybe. if you were the guest, but I'm pretty sure that you came by before. Maybe.
2: A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. very early days. 2006, yeah.
0: I might have been one of those stop by while you guys were on your yeah. way to Lizzie's type of thing yeah. or going somewhere else. Yeah. Uh,
2: but, of course, everybody
0: knows you from Starborn Support, which is the organization that you, you hadn't even started that the first time you were on the show, right? And so we were looking at what about a decade now of yeah, uh,
2: almost. Next year will be ten years,
0: yeah. And for everybody that's unfamiliar, what does uh, Starborn Support do for people?
2: Um, Starborn Support is a support group, and uh, we offer help for experiencers. Um, abductees is what most people refer to experiencers as, but we prefer the term experiencers because it's such a wide range. Um, not everybody's abducted. You know, there's different forms of contact. So we help um, experiencers all over the world um, with their contact.
0: When you say different types of contact, are you referring to the level of interaction that they have, or are some people taken against their will, and some people are more than happy to go?
2: No, Well, I'm saying that, um, you know, contactees are not just, you know, taken. There can be um, different Communications um, through visions or telepathy um, there's you know different types of um, abduction too I mean they could take you astrally a lot of people report that it's an astral experience, so there's so um, so many different forms of contact and you know working with so many experiencers it's great because we can put all this together and find commonalities
0: one of my favorite things that skeptics will say. Mm-hmm is when they'll say, well, listen, I can believe in the idea that these beings are coming down, physically interacting with you, abducting you, taking you aboard their ship, what have you. I can get behind all that. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking to me about astrally contacting them and coming and appearing as visions, well, that's just a little too far. I have to say, well, wait a minute. You're willing to accept the fact that beings from another planet are coming to this planet right. and forcing people against their will to go onto their ships. That is in the range of credibility for you, but you can't stretch it just a little bit more to think that there could be other right. ways of I mean, they've,
2: always, they've obviously got abilities beyond our own, um, at least that you know, humans have developed yet. It's probably in there somewhere, as we only use... One percent of our brain, or whatever it is, so uh, their brains are fully active. They can go places um, that we can't. Obviously, um, being here from another planet dimension. So um, yeah, it's not uh, it's not crazy to think that they can you know communicate, and we all experience the telepathy. So it goes beyond that.
0: You know? I mean, you've you've joked with me in the past about you know opening the third eye and, and <laughs> things like that, but when they are communicating with you in that manner. Is it that they are advanced enough to be able to do that and, and, and kind of imprinting it upon you, or are they opening up that ability in you? They're
2: opening it up, I think. Um, and we're also connected to them. I mean, being an experiencers, most of us go through it um, our entire lifetimes, and it goes through generations. So they could very well be altering you know, our own genetics through our family lines to be able to you know, come uh, experience this and, and use these abilities. So we don't know yet.
0: See, and to me, I'm, I'm more fascinated by the idea that they can have that type of communication because mm-hmm. we say that we could never be, you know, or, or at least mankind is very far off from having the ability to travel mm-hmm. uh, through interstellar space like these beings can. But if we can figure out how to do it, with our minds and and be able to project our thoughts as opposed to having to project our physical selves well that gets us a a lot more exploration of the universe a lot faster
2: yeah exactly and you know anybody that believes in the soul and uh, anybody that's had a near death experience um, knows that the you know body does have something else there I had a near death experience and uh, I remember being out of my body and looking down at myself you know so you can um, experience that and I think you know, a lot of, um, you know, ascended masters and people that meditate all the time, that's what they do. You know, they, they go other places in their own, um, in their own minds, but as a, you know, a, as an astral thing. And they can explore that way. I mean, it's it's a fantastic thing. And, you know, a lot of the uh, the monks and, and, and Buddhists and, and people truly, um, you know, they focus on that. And uh, supposedly very experienced at it, so.
0: I think, too, that when you're talking about the ability to communicate with these entities on a different level, to to be able to open that up within yourself or have them open it for you, uh, I'm assuming that there's going to be some residual uh, effect on you afterwards. And and we talk a lot, and and we can get into this uh, in a little bit later on, but, you know, Moniz's research that he's done where people have met under the... um, Management of these of these beings, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> later on, end up becoming connected later in life. So maybe they're they're leaving that kind of residual imprint on it, and that's allowing people to continue this communication amongst themselves. Yeah,
2: that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Well, let's take a little bit of a, a step back in terms of your own history. Now you live elsewhere now, but you're from this area originally.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's of my life here. How
0: did these experiences first start for you?
2: Well, um, it actually started in Athens, Ohio, where we we lived. Uh, my twin sister and I lived there, for, and our family lived there for nine years. Um, so we moved to Bridgewater Triangle when we were nine years old. But um, it started, you know, we'd uh, just go to go to bed, and we'd be very, very scared, and we'd tell our mom, you know, we don't want to go to bed. The bald man's coming. The bald man's coming. And we'd be in bunk beds, and uh, two of them used to visit us as kids, a tall one and a, and a shorter one. And uh, they were the first ones that we would uh, would encounter. And, um, you know, we started keeping journals. And when we were about seven or eight years old, um, drawing pictures in the journals. And my mother found the journals and would look through them and say, you know, they've got active imaginations. Wow. But, uh, you know, back in, what was it, 86, that Whitley Strieber's book, Communion, came out. Yeah. She uh, was in the grocery store um, checking out, and she saw the book Communion, and it was the exact same being that's on the front cover that's in our journals. So that's when she started to think about wow, you know, that's there's something there. And she bought the book, obviously. I still can't look it. I, I have a copy of that book. I ripped the cover off. Of I, just, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, it's and that's, you know, one of the first um, real clear images that you got of that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that were going through similar things saw that book and it, it is them you know that's it he, he had it it pinpointed so
0: so yourself and, and your twin sister debbie you were having this experience with these creatures mm-hmm. and you're both describing the same thing did you
2: talk about it between yourselves at all we did we always had each other thank goodness because everybody else was just like whatever you know it's you know no such thing and you know just there's no such thing as monsters we didn't know what they were. We didn't, we didn't have TV. We were out in the woods playing all day. You know, we didn't, you know, a lot of people, oh, sci fi. No. We didn't have any of that. We weren't allowed to watch anything but, like, maybe a cartoon on Saturday, you know, so it wasn't anything that was influenced. Um, and where we were in Ohio, I mean, we had maybe one neighbor three miles down the road. We were in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, you know, we really didn't have, um, you know, a lot but our. You know each other, so we'd go out and we'd you know spend the days together. We were always together, and uh, when we'd go to bed, we'd take turns trying to stay awake, just you know while the other one's sleeping, just to keep watch. But
0: right, you uh, guard, I'll sleep, and then yeah, all, you all know, guard, you sleep, you.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, you know the old uh, they start coming, and you just really you can't stay awake. You'll start to get the paralysis, and you, you can't fight it. You know.
0: So is the experience now? Uh, Because I know that it still continues to this day. Is the experience now, is it still the same as what you experienced that first time?
2: No, no. You know, there's there's occasions where they'll come in and they'll, you know, paralyze us and take us. Um, They don't always have to take us, like I was just saying. There's a lot more communications going on. There's a lot more visual um, visions, which is... I guess you call it remote viewing. We can see right to them i mean it's i don 't know what they 're doing, um, but I had asked them once when I was on the craft, and I said you know what what is the point? What are you doing and he said that we 're activating DNA for enlightenment purposes, and he told that to me, my sister, other experiencers have been told the same thing, um, so you know through the uh, working with so many, you know like I said, we get the commonalities, and then we 'll start to have pieces of messages given to us and they won't make sense like what does that mean but you know write them down in the journal that's what we tell everybody it doesn't have to make sense right now just write it down and then you know later down the line you'll run into uh, another experiencer and this is one reason why we do the conference because it's a place where everybody can gather and, and, you know, compare notes, so to speak. But, some you know, some somebody will have the other half of the message you got, and it's a puzzle. And we've been putting it together, and it's starting to really, you know, start to make sense to a whole bunch of people.
0: And I may, uh, through the course of the discussion here, I may ask some questions that are kind of big-picture questions that you might not have the answer to, okay. that you might not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to qualify any answers by saying, you know, my theory, or in my opinion, okay. or from what I've been told, mm-hmm. uh, because you know some of these, I'm sure, are just going to be purely speculative, right. but you've got the experience at least enough to, to be able to speculate on that. And, and with that in mind, why does it have to be this way? Why does it have to be uh, an abduction or, or a, a forced experience on it? Why can't it be something that's done on you know a volunteer basis where we think you've got the stuff that we need? Would you be willing to come and help us out?
2: Right, and and we don't know that that's not the case. I mean, it could have been, you know, a lot of people believe that, uh, you know, we all volunteered to come here and incarnate here and do this. I myself wish they would be like, you know, we'll be there at 10 o'clock so you could, you know, be like, okay, let me prepare myself, you know, and, and at least get ready for this because they are creepy. They're creepy. And, you know, I'll even tell them because I know, you know, the first thing I teach is you got to get rid of the fear. you really got to work on the fear because after you get over the fear, then it becomes more enlightening. But it's never easy. And I'll tell them, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to hurt you, but you're creeping me out because you're creepy. You know, um, and the way they sneak around. So I wish they would just say, look, you know, we're coming in, you know, a couple times a month, this day, this time, let's just do that. Um, It would be a lot easier. But, uh, you know, and and like I said, not everybody is taken either. I think there's certain ones of us that they need genetic samples from, physical things. I don't know. You know, something that they need to be hands-on to get. From us, or you but it's know. still
0: it's still forced upon the people. Yeah. it's it's not something that they. Oh yeah,
2: and nobody. They say, uh, "Do we have your permission right. to extract oh, no. this from you?" don't. Yeah, not, not that we remember. <laughs> you know, so. Well,
0: the duration of the event, uh, you know, when it does happen, like say, you know, you're you're taken to the craft. Mm-hmm. I mean, the duration of that event is that something that goes by for hours in real time, and, and then you've come back? Because, you know, we hear a lot about missing time for people, uh-huh. but how about on the other side of that? Sure, you're missing time here on Earth because you were taken and you have no recollection of where you went, but how about while you are there? Does it feel like time is, is standing still? or it, can you?
2: Uh, That's a good question. Um, it's hard to explain. You know, there's a you'll re- have times where you don't remember anything, and you wake up with marks, and you're like, all right, they were here. Um, there's times where you remember them coming in, and you you know go through something with them, and you remember the fear, but then you don't remember anything else till you know you're returned, and you're like, "Whoa, what just happened and there's other times, like I said where if if you get over that fear, they give you more um to i guess to remember or you're allowed to remember more, and you get more enlightening things. you can have your questions answered. Um, I think where they're completely telepathic, and that's not just talking in your brain, they can feel energy, they can sense everything, Um, the fear actually affects them. You know, so they you know, put us out like we like we do when we take a tiger out of the wild. You know, we're not going to take it in, kick it in screaming, because it'll eat us. So, you know, we've got to put it out, and we don't want to hurt it at the same time. And everybody says that they're so bad, but why are they tucking us back into bed? Why do they care, and why do they take our memories away? Why don't they, if they're so evil, then why don't they let us remember all these terrible things? You know, they know the, the human mind is fragile and can't handle a lot, and we're not meant to remember a lot.
0: Is the concept of them being <clears throat> evil and negative, do you feel, in, in, in your experience, do you feel like that's because we're putting a a human rationale yeah. on a non-human entity? Exactly. So exactly. to them, it's just procedure.
2: Yeah. They're doing something that is necessary for the species, for the planet. I don't know. You know, could be upgrading. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they created us to begin with, and they're trying to fix the... You know, the mistakes. I well, don't know.
0: That would be one of my big picture questions. Mm-hmm. Is this God?
2: It could very well be. It, well, the creator, I don't think it's God, but it could be um, a creator of sort um, that, you know, engineered. I mean, we're doing it. We're doing it. We make, you know, monkeys and sheep and beagles and clones and we know there's humans out there being cloned and made. You know that. They say there's not, but you know, you know it's happening. Well,
0: you've got a clone already.
2: So yes. (laughs) At least one.
0: So in, but in looking at this, in that creator motif, you know, I, I look at it as a, as a two-way street. And, and I, they, you say that they're coming to us and they're activating something in us. And I say, well, who are they to come and activate that in us? How, how is that not our own journey to figure that out on our own? But then at the same time, I have no problem with scientists teaching monkey sign language so right. they we can communicate with them. Right. So they're really, we're just the monkeys they are teaching the sign language. Right.
2: Well, you know, they're not going to let humans destroy the planet, period. And, you know, if they, they could very easily come in and exterminate, no problem. There's no problem there Um, to maybe fix what's wrong. Um, I always said that, you know, if they were the creators and they did, you know, take a monkey and they they bred it and they did this genetic experiment, they, they chose the wrong ape. They chose the chimp, not the bonobo. They probably saw the bonobo and it's loving and it's sharing and it was, you know, just not a warring evil little creature like the chimpanzee. So they look exactly the same. Whoops. So like, yeah. Whoops. So
0: like, we could take that one, but instead yeah. we're going to take the one that likes to touch its genitals and yeah. front of people. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. And, and eat each other's faces off.
0: Which, so. you know... <laughs>
2: well, that's basically human. You, yeah, you summed us yeah. up uh, perfectly there.
0: <laughs> but I do feel that if this is a a... For some people, they're not going to buy any of the stuff that you're saying. And you know that you not. deal with this all but the time. But then
2: there's some people, like we were talking about, that think that the planet's only 5,000 years old. You know, you're never going to convince everybody.
0: But there never. are also people, though, that you would tell them your experience and they would say, oh, my gosh, how lucky you are that God or the angels come and visit you and, and interact with you and talk to you. And so it all depends on how people are willing to process a an, a, an intelligence higher than our own. Right. And in doing so, no matter what, I mean, whether you want to look at it as whatever it is, beings from another planet, some sort of other cre- I mean, have they told you where they are actually from? Have you learned where they're actually from?
2: Um, they're definitely from different areas. Um, there's different planets, different solar but systems. physical planets they're coming yeah, from. Yeah, but also other dimensions, both.
0: But both. it's its not a matter of, um, you know, we are you from another time,
2: well, you know, that's coming up a lot lately, and there's been some strange things that have happened that are making me think um, a little bit about that now, um, personally, my personal stuff. So that we'll have to go back and do another show on after I you know, soak that in a little bit, because that was always something that I never really thought about. But
0: Well, when you're a funny. young girl, and, and your sister, when you're young girls, you're probably not privy to a lot of this stuff. Uh, but now that you're older and, and you can question and they know that you can be messengers mm-hmm. uh, for what it is that they're doing, how does the communication work with you when you encounter one of them now? Are you able to put out these questions? Are you able to get, or is it kind of just, you know, well, speak when you've spoken to?
2: Well, you know, there's been situations where I've been in classroom settings on these crafts, and there was one um, time where I, I got to ask them a question we're sitting in there and i'm looking around it's a classroom setting you know people that looked human all around and there's desks around me and a teacher and so i said you know what is the point of you teaching us everything if only to be forgotten when we're returned and what he told me was everything that you need to know lay dormant inside you when, and will activate when the time comes and so there basically all this junk dna we have it's not junk Um, And all the extra space we have that we're not using in our brains, uh, there's, you know, it's storage. Storage.
0: Which that makes me wonder if, and again, I'm not discounting your experiences, and and you can tell me if this doesn't fit into it at all, but maybe it's not actually physical beings coming from another planet, Mm -hmm. but maybe you and the other experiencers are all part of a. Collective consciousness together Mm -hmm. that the rest of us haven't ascended to yet, haven't tapped into yet, and that this is just the processing of that. This is just how you learn to be that collective Mm -hmm. together. Is is that something that is.
2: It's all a possibility. You know, none of us have the answers. Um, We know that we've been flying above the earth because we've looked down from these crafts and seen the earth. So, you know, we know we've been on these crafts. Um, we know that we've been. I've been under the oceans. You know, I've seen it. You know, or they're simulating it. I mean, it was a physical, actual physical experience. I know. I met Matt.
0: On a wrap, well, so. and that's something that's something that I wanted to ask about because
2: <laughs> you know, listen, make this stuff up.
0: monsters and mysteries in America aired what last year, yeah. and on that episode of the show, mm-hmm. they focus. It, it was the Bridgewater Triangle. Show, but for all intents and purposes, it was you and your sister 's life story as is, is a major focus of that episode and in that episode, watching it, Moniz, who was played by a very handsome gentleman on the show, <laughs> <laughs> which they call that stunt casting but uh <laughs> it, on the show the story the the the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for the recreation uh-huh. is explaining how you had connected. On a ship, and and people okay. are asking me, like I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. And well, husband, nobody I, did. I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> we had to keep the secret for over twenty years. You know, how'd you meet Matt in a bar? You know, right.
0: And so Moniz had never anything. told me the whole story. No. You know, yeah. and he he had always said, oh, they used to come in. You know, you know where I used to work. They used yeah. to come in there all the time. Well,
2: he came out at uh, Experience or Speak One, the first one, twenty twelve.
0: So, but that was the experience for you to have met there mm-hmm. and then later on cross paths
2: yeah 10 years later yeah and we recognized each other instantly it's just it was something that i'll never forget i mean and, and our brother was actually playing at the club and i had got him the gig there so we just walked in and it was the club that i uh had been to before we used to work there before it was uh, renamed so we walked in, and, uh, you know, I looked over, and Matt's doing sound, and my brother is setting up, and I looked at Debbie, and I said, you know, look. It's like, oh my god! And, you know, we got a drink, and within minutes we were over there, you know, talking aliens. And of course, my brother's doing sound check, and we had no idea. He's like, "We're going to play this original song that we're going to play for the first time," and it was called "My UFOs Up on Blocks." So we had like this theme song <laughs> yeah. going on, man. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> kind of weird too that 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 location served as kind of like a hub to yep. bring certain people together yeah. too. But Moni's obviously you've never you've never talked about this on the show i'm going to assume that's because it's something that you're not really comfortable talking about uh on the show but i just well it's
1: never really come up it's not that i'm not comfortable with it it's just that it uh, as you know i try and take myself out of the particular things and i focus on the subject matter not me in it well i will
0: i'll just ask you this and and we can kind of leave it at that but is it still an ongoing situation for you
1: i will i would have to answer that with a yes
0: but obviously not as frequently as what happens with with Debbie and Audrey.
1: No, not as frequently as they were experience.
0: Because otherwise, you guys wouldn't have to get together here. Because you guys know, hang out enough get up, up there. there. Yeah. But and, and also, <laughs> then you remember for it. a point of clarification, <laughs> just so people know, the
2: place where.
0: You reconnected. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look nearly as nice as it did on Monsters and Mysteries
1: in America.
2: Yeah, that place it's is classic. Is it still open? Place? It's being
1: opened as a uh, what, a chain bar. I think. No, I, think oh, yeah? it's, I don't think it's a chain, but I
0: think it's a new. Yeah. A new restaurant, like a sports bar uh-huh. and grill. Yeah,
2: it had potential. But.
0: I, I never remember seeing uh, Paul or Tommy or any of the other bartenders there uh, in the suit, like yeah. the guy was on the show. Yeah.
2: yeah, and wasn't his name Tyrone or something?
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, there, was there was never. Definitely yeah, definitely not a Tyrone. Definitely not in that place. Uh, but the what I find interesting about those type of stores, and I know Monies, we've talked about your research in that regard um, for a long time, but there's that instant moment of recognition because yeah. you recognize each other from that experience, yeah. I could... How many times a day do we run into people and we're like, where do I know that person from? Well,
2: this was like one experience ten years before that we were allowed to remember. We were in this room and he was brought in and introduced, you know, so we left with that, knowing you know, who was that? I don't know. Uh, did you reckon? No. And then ten years later, you know, you don't, it just fades from your mind until... He, wait a minute, there he is, and then it just all comes back. It's instant.
1: What I find really interesting is I had just gotten out of a uh, relationship with um, a person that was how we were originally introduced. So th- I was already reeling from that type of encounter, mm-hmm. and I just you know stepped out of it, and then all of a sudden... Audrey go. and her sister walk in, you know, literally months after, you know, having lived with the woman that I've met before in that particular situation. And it's like, oh, my God, here is, like, slapping me <laughs> in the can. face again.
2: Here we go again. But we're still friends and it's been, what, gosh, a yeah. long time.
0: Yeah. D- does oh, that long. happen frequently when people who have had shared experiences – Meet together. I mean, I know, Moniz, you've said that people have been married uh, mm-hmm. yeah. as a result. Of it. I was married. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, not just yourself, but, I mean, you've. there's been many
1: other cases where that's yes. happened, too. Yes. Sever- several yes. dozen other. That's yeah, why yeah. I focused on that particular type of yeah. cases with Bud. And then I, you know, and then I stepped away from it. And, like I said, in comes yeah. Audrey and her sister. And I'm like,
2: can't I away. can't get away. <laughs>
0: But is it always a harmonious relationship with those people that you've had those experiences with? Or sometime, sometimes are you, do you find yourself pitted on well, opposite sides? Oh
2: no, experiencers all have a connection. We have this instant bond. I mean, it's amazing. That's why, you know, another reason we do the conference is to bring us all together. And um, it activates us, I guess is the word. I mean, we're just uh, energized and things come back. Um, you meet a certain person, and it's like, oh, my God, now I remember this. So it is part of the process is gathering together in the support groups and the introductions to others, you know. And once the experiencers know that they're not alone, you know, they all come in, the scared ones, they're all, oh, you know,
1: I don't know if I want to go. It's like, well, just, you know, sit in the background. It's also yeah. not all, you know, rainbows and unicorns oh, no, either. No. We, we, we oh, can get no, into no. some <laughs> <Yeah>. real knockdown <laughs> dragouts, yeah, but we we it's won't. just like any other group Which of people. Which
2: we do, yeah. We do get the get through that you know there's of course everybody's got different experiences
0: well I mean the the point to my question was are you being I don't want to say trained but are you being kind of uh, educated to have a lot of the the darker side of humanity erased from Mm -hmm. your personality
2: yeah um and they want you know they want us to bring back the the old ways you know like uh the 1111 laws if you know anything about the hopi prophecies and and any of the native um tales about the star beings coming down they come down and and teach you know how to live and and a lot of these most of these tribes are still living that way and um you know, even on their little tiny reservations, they're just taking it, knowing that it's going to come full circle and they're going to come back. And they're going to, you know, clean it up again and say, all right, let's see if we can give them another chance. But how many times has this happened to humanity? I mean, you know that there's been, you know, several extinctions. I mean, and, you know, where the world's just cleansed and starts over again. But, uh, you know, people need to figure out how to live with the planet and not offer, and and it's just horrible. It's a horrible
0: place. Is is it only, I mean, we hear a lot about cattle mutilations and and, uh, things from the animal kingdom. Is it only humans that they are taking?
2: I don't know. I think that they've probably, well, I know they've got ARCs, but I don't know if they're actual animals or if they take the genetic material they need to make them. No, so. I mean, that's a that's a double-sided
0: coin, because right. in one way you say, well, why would they take another animal? No other animal is intentionally destroying the planet.
2: Right, but to save them. I mean, we're destroying them. The humans are taking the, the I mean, the rhino, a certain rhino went extinct the other day. I mean, every day, if you read the extinction level, it's sickening. Well, sickening. this
1: is a constant state. This is a, a known fact. 99% right. of all species are extinct mm-hmm. at any right. one time. So. right.
0: Here. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> we're about to become extinct in about uh, 13 minutes. The show yeah. will be over, and we'll we'll be out of time. So, uh, if anybody has any questions, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty. We do have a caller that's been patiently waiting, so we'll uh, we'll bring them on board. Good good evening, You're on Spooky South good Coast.
3: Evening. Well, um, oh, I gotta. Uh, it's a little too far out for me because I God is my creator in the center of my universe. So, are you there? Yes, we're here. So I I revolve around him and I when you said something about God Tim it just the two just didn't connect because when you, when this girl was talking I see a lot of Satan all around the whole thing but anyways let me get to I'm not into that real paranormal thing is that what you call it but I'm going to tell you that I've had some real real like experiences that blew my mind like one day I was in my counselor's office talking about frogs that i never see frogs anymore right Mm -hmm. and i was like really upset about it because really if you think about it they are going extinct and i was in the talking with her and then when i came home i couldn't believe this it just blew my mind right in front of my gate was a frog And and that just just blew me away but that is god sending me sending me something beautiful and around sure. me is all beautiful things like that I have dragonflies all around me birds everything i have is like
0: nature L- listen the skeptics will tell you that it's blue car syndrome that because you know you buy a blue car all of a sudden every car you see on the road is blue you buy a, a, a you know you buy a dodge pickup all of a sudden all you see is dodge pickups everywhere you go that's no, what the skeptics will tell you
3: about- I'm talking about
0: nature. Right, but I'm saying, you know, you were thinking about the frogs and then you saw one. That's what the skeptics will say. No, but no. you came away with this feeling like that was the message and the connection for you, which to me makes, it, makes me think that it had to be that. If that's the feeling that you got from it, then that's was, what it was intended I, for.
3: I, I mean, it was amazing that I kept talking about it to my counselor, and it, it, here was the frog right in front of the gate when I came home. Because God gave me that. It's it, To me, that's a premonition.
0: I mean, I know the reason why you aren't seeing frogs. I can tell you the exact reason why. Because they've all been in my yard.
3: <laughs> all right, listen, another thing <laughs> is, uh, I've had another premonition where I knew something was going to hit on a machine, mm-hmm. and it did hit for big, big money. Uh,
0: uh, were you uh, the one that pulled it when it did?
3: I think I have, uh, what's that word? Um it's like an in, um, I have an intuition mm-hmm.
0: about things that
3: something's going to happen and it does
0: well then follow it don't
3: next oh, I, I the, the stuff you're talking about is too far out for me because I believe Satan gets in the middle of a lot of things well, and I don't believe in monsters and I don't believe in nothing that's evil or anything that's going to scare me all I believe in is love and beautiful things and beautiful things come from God
0: well, hopefully that. I
3: don't uh, believe in that stuff. I just don't. You know, like a UFO. I could sit there all night tonight and just think that there's a Martian going to come down and I'm going to get in on a ship. And I mean, that's that's so far out that when I'm listening to this girl talk, well, why couldn't it be an angel that came down? Well, I was, I was just going to yeah, say, this... the angels are better. But listen. Well, the angels,
2: I mean, is, don't think. They...
3: I almost died myself. I was on my deathbed and I was real close, and God didn't take me. But, but the thing is, I—it sounds almost schizophrenic when you get into, into some of these things that maybe Satan is playing with your mind.
1: But hold on now. Well, I've always heard that God is the ultimate extraterrestrial. Yeah. I, I, mean,
3: mean, I was going to say you, heaven is in outer space. You're
0: getting it? this feeling that it could be, you know, Satan. It could be something negative. But maybe this is God's way of reaching these mm-hmm. folks by giving them this experience and, and helping them become enlightened you know maybe maybe just seeing the beauty of god's work wasn't enough for these folks and they had to have it kind of imprinted in them and 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 educated in them by these extraterrestrial beings so they could actually be agents of god that are just serving his will well then i
3: guess the bird that's sitting near me every morning the birds and the bees that I got around me are extra... What do you call it?
0: No, no, no. no you're, you're looking at... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm flipping the, the opposite direction.
3: I know. It's too far out for me to to uh, grab onto because, you know what? I'm, I'm down to Earth. I'm here on Earth, and I get all this beauty around me that, that God's given me that... You know that's too far out. Like you well, gotta be real about this. Well, we I mean?
0: we respect that view, and uh, and, and hopefully
1: you'll respect Audrey as well. Everybody's to their own uh, I was thinking, where is Earth in space? But I think yeah. it's in space. So yeah, yeah we're out mm-hmm. there. Both think- you know what?
3: Uh, yeah, so a lot of that is just to come on to make money and stuff. And I don't believe I tell oh, you
1: right my, now I just well, I making money I can, <laughs> money. Oh, I can tell you
0: these you folks that, that are, that are well. here with yeah. me in the room are not making any money off of it.
1: Audrey's
0: hole. still in the hole for the first three experiences to <laughs> conferences. But thank you very much for the call.
2: Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. Yeah, we
2: could make money doing this? Is and really? Well, I mean, it?
0: Uh, the idea is that, you know, eventually maybe the conferences won't leave you in, in a negative. Right, well, <laughs> exactly. At least, that's at least cover the them whole, for bringing people together. But, but uh, yeah. Um. And, and also, I, I just, why do I have a feeling that they're, gonna, they're taking her tonight?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> no, she might but, have to go talk to her so counselor might. some more.
0: But uh, there is another call coming. We'll take a really quick call. Uh, but then we have to, I want to get the information out about yeah, the Experience of Speak conference. Yeah, good. Uh, good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hi. How are you?
4: good thanks how are you all right i've seen on the history channel or one of those channels where they show biblical art or something like that and they actually show spaceships mm-hmm. within the art yes
0: yeah, so a lot of uh both uh, you know a lot of that comes from the renaissance period a lot of that art that you see and there is uh, a lot of ufo messages put into that but even stuff right. that comes before that well before cave drawings would have thousands years old and some yeah. of the
2: uh bu- books that were removed from the bible like Enoch and stuff yeah. they talk openly about uh that kind I of I think stuff.
4: that's amazing though. I mean that that's proof right there that I mean there was contact way before now. Oh
3: yeah.
0: I mean it all depends on how you look at it in in terms of what this contact is. I mean I've we Monies and I debate about this all the time every time the subject comes up. <laughs> I look at these beings as being the same thing as what were fairies to people a hundred right. years ago, right. as what was you know There's another archetype,
2: angels, the
4: birds. yeah, the
0: all, it's all the boogeyman. That's yeah. all what it is. It's all the well, boogeyman. I, I,
4: I've also read books where there are three different <laughs> kinds. And those to come here to help, there's those to come here to take. Uh-huh. And there's also what they call the gray, so who are not good. So there's both these, like, three types of different oh, alien like beings.
2: Yin and yang thing, you know, light and dark. Good this,
0: this caller sounds like somebody that would light like to go and to an experience speak. Yeah, yeah.
4: But I, I have a question. because something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had uh, weird experiences, uh, not of alien type, that I can say. Um, but there's something that happened to me um, one day. And, um, I was thinking of something. I wasn't talking out loud or anything. And, um, when I left for work, there, I mean, this used to happen to me all the time on license plates and other things. But it was right there. What, what I was exactly thinking was right there in the license plate. Um, the, the, the initial of the person, the date that was uh, of concern, and the other person's birth date. It was, I'm like, oh my God, they're in my head. How does that happen? I mean, how can you explain that?
2: Syn- synchronicities. Right. Oh, you're tapping that,
4: in that's, in. that's why I wanted to write my own book about mm-hmm. what I experienced about synchronicity. It's just amazing. I yeah. just love it.
0: You're tapping into a to a higher state. You're tapping mm-hmm. into those beta waves and, and becoming part of the collective consciousness.
2: Yeah, synchronicities I absolutely love are
4: it. It's amazing. Like, it makes me so so alive, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. alive. Well, thank you very much for the call. And yes, thank, thank you. you. Have a great Good night.
0: night. And uh, and certainly I would love to talk about this more with people uh, coming up on a future edition of the show, but we are up against the clock tonight. We want to get the information out yeah. about Experience to Speak 4. When, when is it happening?
2: It's August 28th and 29th. It is um, in Portland, Maine, as usual. It's three hours away from New Bedford, you know, so it's not that bad. Everybody thinks about Maine. They're like, oh, can't go to Canada today, you know, but this is right. not the case. Um, it's more like going to New Hampshire. So um, it is... August 28th, 29th, and it's at 81 Riverside Street at the Fireside Inn this year. It's not at the Clarion. Um, you can get tickets. Call me because I'm having some problems. With-
1: <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> I've- Basically, your account got hacked.
2: Yeah, and-, and they're they're lying and telling people that it sold out. They-, they don't want me to have the conference, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, well, who will be at the conference? Who can people um, and come and speak? This in year, we've speak? got um, Friday night. It's a banquet. We're gonna have a big banquet, and we're actually having speakers at the banquet. So we're gonna be um, enjoying dinner, listening um, to the opening uh, person who just who just wrote an interesting book, which actually goes along with our little uh, chat tonight about uh, religion and God and all that. And uh, it was uh, uh, Reverend John Polk, um, very interesting man. I can't wait to hear him speak. Um, Kathleen Martin will also be speaking that night, and Tom Reed, who, you know, just got his case inducted into the Historical Society. So it's recognized. Um, Peter Robbins, of course, is our MC again. He's just wonderful, and we're going to give him some time to chat just because of everything that's going on with Bentwaters. And give him time to, you know tell people what's really going on instead of all the lies and disinfo that's being spread out there. So he's going to actually talk this year. Uh, Mike Cleland will be back. Suzanne Chancellor. um, Eric Mitchell. Very interesting case. A lot of evidence. um, New. So uh, not many people have heard this one yet, and I think he'll blow people's minds. Um, Ryan DeRuin is also coming in from California. Denise Stoner will be here. And Grant Cameron. We're also premiering um, the the new film, the documentary film of Travis Walton. He'll be there with the uh, director of the film, Jen Stein. Of course, Travis will be doing a a commentary, too, after the the showing. Um, We're going to have the film on Saturday night. Uh, to wrap up the whole conference, and you know we'll probably roll in a bar for a few hours, you know, have people wind down with the the film and uh and a drink and and you know get to relax a little bit and uh yeah, you can call me at uh two oh seven 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 no wait a minute seven seven four seven six six two five five eight um we have discounts at the uh fireside in as well it's 109 a night you can't beat that no it's great you can't beat that with a stick so uh yeah and that's uh that's the 207-774-5601 to book your room just mention the experience or speak conference um vip package includes everything and that would be 150 for both days and the dinner and then if you just wanted to come in on Saturday, it's 50 for Saturday all day. And single speakers um, will do for 10 and $20, depending on, like, the time of day. And we'll usually, they come in, you know, towards the end, we'll let them stay if they want, you know, I just see. come on in.
0: So. Well, it sounds like a great weekend. We're just about out of time, but we'll give people the information more uh, in the coming weeks as well. And yeah. you can go to StarbornSupport.com yeah, Star- to mm-hmm. find out more information.
2: Yeah, and Stan Friedman will also be there, too, just hanging out. And he'll have his books for sale. Awesome. Well, thank
0: yeah. you so much, Audrey Starborn, right. for joining thank us. You. And thank we you. Until next week, we want you all to stay spooktacular.